people will find out what I'm doing, and then they'll come to me. And I don't even know who they are, or I'll get, I'll get an email, or I'll get all kinds of family members uh, that I didn't, had no idea had $2 million in their IRA uh, hit me up. So th- that's going to happen. And it's kind of this, I should talk about it below, it's this snowball effect. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what's going on, all my fellow flip hackers? I hope you guys are all doing amazing and you're out there making your dreams come true, your flipping dreams come true. Okay, so in last episode, I, I told you guys that I would be sharing with you some of the gold that was shared at our uh, last seven-figure flipping event in Nashville, Tennessee. It was absolutely amazing. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to go straight into... That, in in this episode, you will hear um, me introducing Bill Allen, who, if you guys don't know Bill, this guy is absolutely amazing. Anyway, I'll introduce him in the thing. You guys will, will hear that. And then he's going to share with you some gold on how he raises private money and how he raises it at at, at a super low rate. So it's just, it's amazing. So, all right, guys, without any further ado, I give you Bill Allen. I remember when I first heard about Bill Allen, and I was like, how did this guy slip through the cracks? It was before I met him, and I was like, well, he's only done like a couple, di- like, what? What's going on? But Andy's like, no, I talked to him. He's pretty smart. Like, I think he'll be okay. Okay, really smart. <laughs> I think he'll be all right. And so I met him at the first meeting. I was like, okay, I think, I think he'll be okay. Like, I don't think we've, you know, done too much damage here. <laughs> And then as, as meeting after meeting would go on, I, I'm like, wow, this guy is really smart. And you guys saw him speak at, at Flip Hacking Live, and I, I was blown away. I mean, full-time job, has some, some things he's been dealing with, um, personal family moved, um, has grown his business probably faster than anyone um, I've, I've ever seen. And he's just a truly an, an inspiration to all of us. And I, I, there was a moment where I remember talking at the beginning of this year, I was like, I, I wonder if last year was a fluke. Um, but in recently talking to him, he's, he's about to blow that off the, uh, out of the water. I won't, I won't steal his thunder. Um, but, but absolutely incredible and inspiration to all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the one and only Bill Allen. Put your hands together. Thanks. I'm not going to jump into this just yet, but um, thanks, Justin. Um, I think I met a lot of you guys, uh, some of the newer people I haven't had time to meet yet, um, but I look forward to talking to all you guys uh, over this, this weekend. Uh, Justin brought up my son, and I appreciate all of you guys' support, and having this event in Nashville is awesome. Um, we had no idea what, what was gonna, where our life was going to be at this point. Uh, James was scheduled to have surgery probably around this time. Um, I'll just give a quick rundown. He was born in October, um, just shortly after the meeting, the last meeting that we had on the 21st. Uh, he came home with us after some time in the ICU. He was fine. Uh, happy, healthy baby. Came home. Um, he was home for about five weeks, and then we had to take him for surgery. So just after Thanksgiving, we had surgery for him. It was open-heart surgery. They put in a shunt, um, basically rerouting some blood to his heart. And... Um, he stayed in the ICU for a long time. We had a lot of complications. He was up and down. We were scared. Uh, we had some 
major events happened while he was in there. He's in there for about five weeks. Uh, New Year's Eve, we got to bring him home. Um, so he's at home with us now and perfectly happy and healthy and doing really well. He still has a feeding tube in, but everything else is removed. He gets some drugs and some shots each day. So um, awesome to be here. My wife is at home with both kids taking care of him because he's doing so well. So um, we'll probably have a couple more surgeries coming up, one in probably the next three or four months, and then another one when he's two or three years old. So we were hoping to skip the first one, but it ended up he had different plans. So uh, really happy and healthy, and we're, uh, we're over the moon at what, what happened and all the support that you guys have given. So, so thanks. Uh, Justin also asked me to give a little recap of what I've done since the last meeting and what's going on now. So the last meeting, uh, you guys heard me at Flip Hagen Lab. I think I had like four people working for me. We are doing well. We are projecting about $500,000 in profit in 2016. Um, we did 690, um, so my December was huge. Um, we sold, we got a lot more wholesale deals since that October meeting, put a lot more stuff in the pipeline in those two months. So almost another $190,000 of pure profit. Um, I also, since then, I've, I've got about 13 people working for me now. Um, so I've doubled pretty much every other job. So another lead intake, another two more acquisitions people. Um, I build out a retail team in Keller Williams that does all of our retail stuff. So an extra transaction coordinator for her and a team leader. So I've kind of branched out into some other stuff. Um, we moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee as a secondary market recently. So this meeting kind of pushed me to do that. At the last meeting, I said I want to be in another market. We are. We have three contracts there right now. And we've been mailing for like two weeks. So uh, one of them we're going to have to drop because he's way overpaid. But it's a new guy learning these things. And we're, we're, we're learning together. So I'm feeling that pain of new markets. And, People hating me there and uh, realtors calling me upset with what I'm doing because uh, nobody else is doing it. So, um, but it's, it's great. And we are, right now, I got about in, was February 15th, I, I got $500,000 in profit in the pipeline right now for this year. Just, and we got 10 more months to do more wholesale deals. So a lot of those are flips that are carrying over from last year. But um, the projection this year, my, my plan is 1.7 million this year. So that's the goal. We'll see if we hit that or, or beat it. So. so that's where I'm at. And then when Justin asked me to talk about some things, I, the most questions I get, I think, is like, how do I find cheaper money? And I find I'm talking to people about this all the time. So I figured, what better to talk about here with everyone and some of the newer folks uh, about how to find private lenders and, and really dig into that. So, I'm going to try to move through this fairly quickly, but focus and spend a lot of time on the areas that I think um, we miss out on the most. So the first thing when you're sitting down to say, hey, I need some money, right, is how much do I need? You know, establish the need for, for what you've got. So I, what I do, this is, this is what I do. So I'm projecting out about four to six months if I can. So in the beginning of the year, I sat down and said, how many flips do I want to do? How much money do I need for each flip? What's the turn time? What's the price point of those? And then where's the money going to come from? So I can work out the need of capital for that year. So a lot of times for me, though, it comes down to like 10 days from now, I need $200,000. So I got to go, go out and find it somehow, whether that's hard money or private money or my own money or, or however we're going to do it. This is what my, my antiquated thing looks like. It's a simple Excel spreadsheet that up at the top, that's the balance in my bank account on February 2nd. On the left are things that are coming in. On the right are things that are going out. So at the bottom, I see at some point that turns red and goes into the negative. At one point in January, I was about negative 
for all the things that I had to purchase in January, by January 20th. So I used a lot of these techniques, and now I have 115 to 16 extra thousand dollars in, in the account. So as I'm going through, I'm just adding things and subtracting things. If we're going to wholetail a deal, I see where we're going to be at, and I just project short term. But in the beginning of the year, I look long term. So always update your long term and, and your short term. This is how I work. And I'm looking at this every now and then, maybe a couple times a week. If something pops up, I'll throw it in there. So then I look at who's my target audience. So who, who am I going after for money? I don't really want to talk to any of you guys about money. I, my target audience ideally is people who are a little bit uh, less sophisticated. Um, so that's kind of my target audience. So as you go through this, you'll see you might tailor your technique of how you're approaching these people a little bit differently. So what do you want? Do you want it secured or do you want it unsecured? Do you want a retirement account or do you want a taxable account from them, just money that they have in the bank? A lot faster to get the taxable account if they don't already have a retirement account set up. Uh, age and sophistication will play a big part. Older people, they typically want longer terms, right? They want, and they might want payments. So you've got people that are getting in retirement age, they probably want money, uh, monthly payments and things like that, and they might take a 5, 10, 20, 30-year note. Uh, so you can get some of those on your buy and holds or even just you know, space out some of these properties that are a little longer term for you. Uh, and this stuff can work with the, the owners that you're talking to the house, to the sellers. Um, timeline and return, that dictates the rates, I think. So if I need money in two weeks, I'm going to pay more. If I can wait and I can work this relationship and, and pull out uh, uh, money from them longer term, then I can bring the rates down typically. I have some higher rate uh, deals in typically insecured stuff where it, the numbers work for me. I'll, I'll come to some of you guys and pay a higher rate. Um, the first thing I do is I look into my warm network. So friends, family, um, other people that I know, and I'll talk about some of those techniques. But that's going to be your lowest rates, typically. As you go out from there and you start talking to investors at RIA meetings and people in this room, your rates are going to go up. Um, the money's probably going to come faster, and they're not going to ask as many questions, but it, the rates are going to go up. Um, there's another option, too, that, that I've used and we're, we're playing with now is you can, uh, you can look in ListSource and you can find people that private people that have put first mortgages or second mortgages on houses in your area, and you can mail to them. So you got a guy who is a private lender in your area, you can pull all that stuff from ListSource if you want. Um, we're working with some of that for some owner finance stuff, but I don't do that personally. So. so next, okay, I know my audience, I know how much money I need, now I gotta go, go out and tempt them with, with something, right? So how do I get them to know that I'm looking for money, maybe without sounding like, hey, can you give me $200,000? So, there's a long game and a short game. If I need money in a couple weeks, I'm probably going to play the short game and I'm going to call some people and say I need $200,000 or this is what I've got. Um, the long game is a lot of what I do of showing people what I'm doing, putting it in their ear, getting them excited over the long term. And maybe two, three months down the road, they might call me or an email hits my inbox and say, hey, I just you know, got some money back for my taxes or I just, I just finally figured out this IRA thing and I got my account set up and I'm ready to invest. Um, Always, always, always be talking about what you do. So elevator pitch, short statements, whatever you guys are doing, social media, whatever you've guys got, Thanksgiving. Nobody wants to sit next to me at a party because all I talk about is real estate and money. <laughs> so be that guy if you want to be. Um, but I tell you, people will find out what I'm doing, and then they'll come to me. And I don't even know who they are, or I'll get, I'll get an email, or I'll get people in my squadron at work, or th all kinds of... At, Family members uh, that I had no idea had $2 million in their IRA. 
uh, hit me up. So th that's going to happen. And it's kind of this, I should talk about it below, it's this snowball effect. You know, once you start bringing in people's money and you get, uh, you get successful with their money, you show them returns, they're talking about you. Like my dad's talking about the returns that he's getting from people in this room and myself at his poker games. And all of his buddies are like, how do I get those kind of returns? And they come talk to, and it's like six to eight percent. They love it, you know? It's not two points and 12%, it's not 15, it's not 18. So um, undertones in what you say. So if you read any of my blog posts or anything that I've ever written, it, in there, I am basically writing to the private lender. So I'm, I'm in that undertone, it's, it says something like, if you know anybody who would be interested in doing this, I don't say, give me your money. You know, it's that undertone. And even if I don't even say that, in there it's like, my, my, I tell the story about the investor's return, and they go, oh man, it just kind of hits them. Like, I want to do that, I'm going to contact him. Um, I talked about the elevator pitch and what you do, social media, blogs, podcasts. Anytime you're out there talking, you know, be talking about what you're doing for the people that are lending you money. Here, I, I threw some examples of some Facebook posts um, that I've put up, and uh, I stole some from some other people in this room. Um, so here we go, tax preparation's coming up. Nice to see their IRA bank accounts. This is how much interest I paid this year. I'd like to pay $90,000 by next December. If you're looking for something like this, then here's my email. Um, I stole this from you guys, I think. And then after I stole it from them, I saw like 15 other people have it up there, and I was like, oh, crap. I said, hey, do you guys mind if I steal it? And then it was like, I, I saw it everywhere. And, which is pretty cool because I, I, I feel like you know, these people in these other groups that I'm friends with were like, hey, this guy's taking a lot, getting a lot of money from people. And next thing you know, I mean, people copy you. It's like the best form of flattery, right? So thank you. I thought it was awesome. Uh, Becca made the little chart, I think, for me or something. So it was uh, sent it over, and I updated it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and you can play with this however you want. But all it is is kind of waking people up to the fact that and if, if you ever see, I mean, the financial advisors do the same thing in the stock market, right? They show you, they don't want you to pay the 1% of the financial money manager. If you show that over 30 years, that guy's stealing like $250,000, $300,000 from you. So this, this is the same thing. It's showing, you know, you can make three times as much money in your IRA. Here's one that Terry did. I thought it was great. I think a lot, I saw a lot of people steal this one too. Um, so he's, I mean, when I read this, I was like, man, what was that holding time you had to pay that guy 11,000 bucks for? But uh, they're looking at it like, oh, man. And their questions are probably like, how much do I have to invest to get $11,000? But the, all this is about is starting a conversation. It's not, it's, this is not your, your pitch to them. So this is past returns. So I don't want to get into like SEC regulations because I'm certainly not a, a securities attorney or anything. But um, you got to be careful about what you say. And we talked a little bit about that in the last meeting. So let's talk about that offline if you guys have questions. I know a little bit about it, but I don't want to give you... Like serious advice on it. But past returns are fine. Uh, as long as you don't say guaranteed, say like fixed, fixed rate, stuff like that. So, so this is where I want to spend like my most time because this, this is the meat of it. Getting people in the door is important, but closing the deal is the, is the biggest thing. Like how do you go out? The, the hardest thing for most people that I talk to is like how do I ask them how much money they have? How much do I ask them what return they give? Do I give them the return or do I let them set the, the, the rates? Like how do I do all this? So this is where I spend my focus on talking to people. The first touch that I give, I give a full consultation, basically. Like, you're calling me. I'm not going to be soliciting, unless, like, I really know you, and I know how much money you have, and I can get to the point. It's typically, like, 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour call, more talking about, like, what, what I do and what, you know, get them excited about some things and, and what 
kind of returns and what other investors are doing with me. And then I open it up to them based on their risk levels and their tolerance and what they have. So I would have that conversation with them, tell them what I do. I'll take the time, 15, 20 minutes to talk to them. And they might not even, they might only have 500 bucks in the bank, but they might have an IRA that's $100,000. They might know someone or family members. And I get to the end of that conversation, I'll probably say to them like, and they say, hey, well, I, today I got $1,000. Like, well, sorry, you know, right now it's like 50 grand is my minimum typically. Like I'm not getting out of, yeah, I'm not doing all this paperwork for less than about 50 grand usually. It depends. But, um, and then I'll just say, well, hey, if you know anybody else who might be interested, and who knows, maybe their dad or their mom or their uncle or aunt or cousins, they have money. So I haven't had that situation. Um, I think typically if people are talking, a lot of people will ask me first, like, what's your minimum? You know, and so then that, that's easy. I, then I can answer. I say, you know, maybe it kind of depends, but, it, you know, definitely secured, you're going to be in the, you know, 75 to 100,000 probably, and uh, unsecured, maybe 50 grand if I want that. Or if I need it, maybe 25. This is all about the workload that you have to do and where you are in your business of how much money you're going to take from somebody and do all the work. So I, I, maybe I've just pre-screened the people a little bit different. Like, uh, it's not, like, it's usually older people that have a bunch of money in their accounts. So, uh, okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, how are you presenting that to them? Let's get into that a little bit in a minute. Uh, if, I don't, if I don't hit it, remind me. Um, so so what do I, what first thing I say is, like, if this is your emergency fund, and if, if a tree falls on your roof tomorrow, are you going to need this money back? Because if you need it back, I, I'm not going to give it back to you. you. You won't have it. Like, and, I'll, and what I say to them is, I don't, wa I, I don't want that money. Like, I want money that you don't need to touch for a year or more, typically. So that way, you know, they're not calling me. This is not, they're not giving me their life savings and saying, go make, you know, go make a bunch of money for me with this. I want, I want people to have this, to be financially secure and stable, and then be able to give money that's in the account that they, they don't need. If something comes up and it's an emergency, sure. Like, I'm at the point where if somebody calls me and is like, hey, you know, that $50,000 loan I need back, I can work it out such I can give it back to them and pay the interest that they need. But that's the first thing that I talk to them about. And then I ask them very specifically, what is your money making now? Like, where is it? Tell me about it. Tell me, you know, what your goals are with this money. So, Justin, that's usually where they go, well, I don't have any money. <laughs> well, why are we talking? So, um, it's usually they, they say, well, hey, yeah, I got, you know, I got this brokerage account, and I don't know what it's making. I think it's making eight or nine. And that's usually when I say, well, what does your financial planner charge you? Like, one? What is the expense ratio of those funds? Like, 0 0.8, 0 0.9? So, really, if you're making eight, you're really only making six at the end of the day. What are your tax implications on that? Are, you buying, are they buying and selling a lot? So, you've got a lot of short-term capital gains tax that you're paying on all this money? So, we get into that conversation. That's when I start talking them down in rates of what they're actually making today. And then I say, well, what if I give you an, a real 8% return? Like, no fees, no, none of this hidden stuff. I don't pay, charge any management fees. And you got your money, and, and, and then you're actually making eight, and I'm not pulling anything. What you see on the paper is what you get. So that's when we kind of get into that conversation. I ask them the time frame of the money. So do you need it? Do you want it, me to hold it for a year, two years, five years, 10 years? Because then it might become a little bit more attractive to me of what I can do. If somebody can give me a promissory note for $100,000 for five years, that's pretty interesting to me, and maybe I can pay off some of my higher interest short-term lenders. Um, what would you like it to make? So I ask them what they want, because I want, it, I want this to be a win-win, which, I mean, you'll see throughout this whole thing. Like, they, I want them to be happy, and I want to be happy. So if they only, if they, you might be surprised. If you, if you go to somebody and you say, I'll, pay, I'll give you 10%, they're going to say, I'll take 10%. But if you say, what do you want to make? I've had people tell me 4%. Like, and I'm like, man, I can't even, in good faith, give you 4%. I'll give you 6 
Like it's, but people, you'll be really surprised because their CD is only making 1% or 1.2% or their savings account is making 0.1. So they might love to make 2% or 3% or 4% with this. Um, so, and then I, I talk about the, then that's when I kind of when I get into the amount and the timeline, but I'll, I'll break all this stuff down and give them, talk to them about the security, the promissory note versus secured and unsecured. I'll talk about timelines. I'll talk about all of these things to then get them to this point of how much do they want and what's their timeline. If you find out their goals, like, and you meet their goals or exceed their goals, they're going to talk about to everybody about you and, and the money and, and given, you'll, it will just come back to you. And the biggest thing here is like, I feel a lot of times you guys are like pitching, like trying to sell them. Like they should be selling you on why they should give you their, like you're the prize in this. And if you, the, the earlier you realize that, the, the easier it's going to be, the more money that will come to you. Like you've, you've got you've, you've to believe that like they should be wanting, like selling you on giving you their money. And when you finally realize that and, and believe it, it's, it, it's going to flow into you, for no doubt about it. So the biggest thing, I, the question is like, what is your money making now? And then making them realize really what it's making. Like, what's your real, like, and sometimes I'm like, hey, send me, send me the statements if you want. I'll break it down for you. Because a lot of people are like, they get a little uncomfortable about this. Like, I don't really know what my money made last year. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the guy's charging me. A financial manager, he picks everything, and I'll look at it, and I'll break I'll say, because I, I did this with a lot of my uncles and, I, and my aunt, and I just sat down with them and I said, I said, let me show you what you're really making, like at the end of the day, and bring the taxes into it. If you don't want to get that involved, you don't have to. But that's really opened their eyes, and it's been able to, for me to bring down their rates and them be a lot happier with it. So uh, there's, a, there's a book, a great book called The Bogleheads Guide to Investing. Uh, Jack Bogle was the creator of Vanguard. And when I read that, it's, that's, that's like stock stuff. But it will, that's like expense ratios, funds, like how to get a portfolio in the stock market. So I was, in, I was there before I was here. So I knew all that stuff. I knew what I was paying. And it opened my, when I opened my eyes, I just, I said, there's no way I'm paying a guy 1% anymore to manage my money. Like I can manage it myself for a lot better. So I just kind of got smart on that myself. If you guys ever have questions about that, you can reach out to me and you want to send somebody's statement to me, I'll tell you how much they're ripping them off. Um, <clears throat> So these, these triggers are important, okay? This is what your lender is sitting there judging you on, in my opinion. So there's, I, I got a book that I recommended to a lot of you guys, but a lot of that stuff comes from here. And when I started realizing that, like you're, you're it's like going to a meeting with a seller. You know, you're, there's triggers, there's things, there's this sales training tomorrow, will, it, is, you, it will work here too. Like all of these things, this is what they, they need. So we're pitching people here. We're not pitching hard money lenders. They typically don't care about the asset. They care about you. So a lot of times they're investing in you and your business more than they're investing in an asset, these people. Hard money lenders, they care about the asset, a little bit about you and your history, but mostly about the asset. Um, so they, some of these people, and they, these people are like, there's these four different uh, triggers for these people, and everybody might be a little bit different. Some, some lender might want friendship. Like they might want you to be a friend, to be at the party and hang out with them or, you know, be, just have some friendship with. It might be family and, or friends already. So, and then consistency. So if you do these things that you say you're going to do, they will come back and give you more money. So sometimes it's a test. Like, here's 50 grand. They don't tell you they have $2 million in their IRA. And next thing you know, you do well with their 50 grand, and they're calling you saying, how can I, how can I move this $2 million to your company? 
So I'm getting those calls now where I'm like, ah, come on, man, I don't need, I, I, can't, I can't handle it. But uh, I, I keep it in your back pocket when, when you do need it. So reciprocity. So if, some, if somebody does something nice for you, you feel like you need to turn around and do something nice for them. So if you are providing this service and doing some, like doing what you say you're going to do and do something for these people, they're going to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm, let me find you someone. Okay, I, you know, maybe that call is like, ah, hey, thank you so much for all that information. I do have someone that might want this service. Like, you just gave me all this information. You broke down where my money is, what I'm making. I feel like I need to do something for you. And hey, you know, my uncle's got like two million bucks. He might be interested in talking to you. So this reciprocity is really, really strong. Uh, and then belonging. Some people might just want to be part, like they watch all the flipping shows. I get this a lot. It's like, I want to be involved in this. How can I get involved in this? I don't want to do all that work, but I do want to be involved. So they, now they're at the party saying, oh yeah, I'm flipping houses, but I'm giving my money to my buddy and he's doing it. You know, so that, that's what they want to be. They want to be involved in it somehow. And this is a great way to get them involved. So here's the biggest thing that people are like, terms. So when we're talking with motivated sellers, a lot of guys in here do some seller financing and stuff, some creative strategies we've talked about a lot. It's your price, my terms. You know, terms are important. So if so, it's, it's also this give thing. So if somebody wants a higher rate, I'll say, okay, well, I might be able to give you a higher rate, but I'm going to change all these other things. It's just like countering sell, uh, buyers, you know, working with sellers on, on selling, is all these things are going to be different. So what's the timeline? What are the payments? Okay, you want a higher rate? Well, how about the security? Or So what I pitch to them a lot of times is, usually on my secured stuff, I know what my return is going to be in timeline, typically. So I got a secured, so we talked about secured and unsecured. I'll get into it now. So we, we've got secured, it's on a property. We're going to flip the property. We kind of know what our margins are and how much we can pay in interest. And we got some hard money option. We got a private money option. We might ha need private money for gap. A lot of you guys will use that. So I'll look at my rate of a unsecured and say, well, I'm paying you this all the time. So I change my pitch of where I want them to be. So if I want them in a secured property that I, need a, that I want a mortgage on for some reason or the other, I'm going to pitch them that and make it sound more attractive to them. If I want them unsecured and I want to use the funds, I'll make it more attractive there. So usually on an unsecured, I'll say, well, your money's working all the time. I mean, this is one year. This is, the, this is a rate of, fixed rate of return, 8%. You're going to get that all year. But if we did a mortgage and I secured it at 8%, there might be a month that I can't use it. Or you might, might try to use, do three properties with that this year. And then in the, in the middle there, there might be two months that I don't use it. So you're really only getting 10 months out of 12 at 8%. So you, your rate of return is really like 7.2, 7.3. So you get a better return if it's unsecured. So I'll pitch it how I want them, where I want them to go. How they fit into my puzzle, that's where I try to put them. And I'll change these things around a little bit if I can. A lot of people will say, well, what rate of return do you give? I'll say, well, if you want 20%, I'll put you on the list. You're going to be at the bottom of the list. You're going to be the last person I call. Your money may never work. But if you're at 5%, I'm going to call you every day. I'm going to use your money every day of the year. What were your major two top takeaways from that, really quick, from that presentation? What's that? Bill's really smart. Some good books. Tell everyone about what you do. It is, I'm getting to the hello, point hello. in my business where it's crazy. I don't use hard money anymore. Um, I've literally every week 
I'm turning someone down for, for private money. Um, some of that might probably start filtering over to you guys. I think Steven was the first recipient of, of one of the first recent people that we turned down. Um, so before, before we move on, Bill, can, can you come back up here with me? Who, who in this room can, can say with honestly that their, their business or their personal life in some way, shape, or form has been impacted by this man? Okay. Who has been on either a personal or maybe a private group call or received an email or, or something from Bill in the last year or so? Okay. Um, not only is this guy killing his business, but every time I turn around, he's helping someone else. <laughs> Andy and I have, have been talking for a while about um, like how to continue to add value to this group. And, and Bill's one of the names that has continued to get brought up. Uh, but we knew with a lot of things he had going on, uh, we just had to wait for the right time. And before I left on our trip to Thailand, I had the chance to, to reach out to him. Um, and, and I asked him, I said, hey, would you be interested in, in coaching? Like, you already basically are. <laughs> and I was shocked because he's like, well, that sounds awesome. I appreciate it. Um, let me get back to you. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like, you're already doing it. I'm basically saying, hey, let me, like, you know, compensate you for this or something. Yeah, that's right. right. I'm the prize. And yeah, right. He's the, he's the prize. So I'm like, okay, well, can we hop? He's like, yeah, we can hop on a call, right? So I'm getting ready to go to Thailand and hop on this call, and I'm like, gotta get this prize, right? Um, and you know, fortunately, he, he he talked to his wife, and this was before we even worked out the details. Um, but 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 he agreed, and I wanted to wait till till we all got here together. Uh, to, to announce that he is officially going to be coming on as a coach. And I know he's already helped a lot of you guys. So for some of you, you're like, that, okay, that's awesome. It's not going to change a whole lot because he's already, he's already been helping you. But um, it, it, it'll be official. Later on, we'll talk more about what does that mean. But basically, you already have direct access to everyone in here. Um, but it's just going to go to, a, to another level. So um, I, I guess officially, I'd like to welcome him. Welcome, Bill, to, uh, to the team. I know... Isn't Bill a stud? Um, after the event, I was able to go to, to Bill's house because he lives in Nashville, which the whole reason we had the event, as I mentioned, it was um, in Nashville was because of Bill. And it was so cool to be able to um, go to his house and, and, and meet, meet, meet his wife, uh, Lucy, and hang out with his son, Will, who is his two-year-old, um, and then be able to hold uh, baby James. And just, that's a, he's a special very special boy, um, and anyway, just really cool that we were able to support him and and, and the cause of, of what um, the reason why James is you know able to to live a normal life um, because of the charity that we were able to support. But that was that was really awesome. So anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Next time uh, in a few days here, I will be sharing with you another episode. I'm trying to decide what um, amazing presenter we will be highlighting. But um, it's going to be good. I'm going to drop some, some gold bombs so you guys can get a little more on the inside. For those of you who are ready and do want to accelerate your business, perhaps you have a business that, that is doing well and you want to really take things to the next level, then go to uh, sevenfigureflipping.com and you can apply for the Seven Figure Flipping Group. And if you're not quite ready for the Seven Figure Flipping Program, uh, maybe you're still trying to get that, that initial business going, 
uh, just done a couple deals and you're not quite of the caliber of a seven-figure flipping group, then you can go to houseflippinghq.com slash coaching and would love to help you accelerate that learning curve so you can be qualified for a group like seven-figure flipping. So go check those out and we look forward to working with you guys. And other than that, get out there, make things happen. Um, you can do it. You can do anything you want. All right, guys, gotta go. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.